Welcome to the Lockdown Economy, a series of interviews by the think tank Alter Contacts, where the real entrepreneurs share their insights. My name is Yulia Skupchenko, and today my guest is Nadia Benedetti, the founder of Play and Be. Hello, Nadia, how are you? Hi, Julia, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> Tell me, where are you located? I'm based in Paris, and uh, I have very nice weather today, so I'm happy to share this with you. <laughs> That's excellent. Great, uh, great news, great weather finally coming to, to at least this part of Europe. That's, that's really nice. So tell me, plane B, that sounds very exciting. I feel like playing already with something. Uh, who do you play with and what games do you play? <laughs> it's a good question because it could seem something for children. And actually playing B, it's serious play. So play with a serious purpose of training or management and is dedicated to working with the team, basically. So adults at work. So it's, um, it's um, an activity of training based on uh, playful activities. So if I understand correctly, that's uh, bringing the, the play element into the companies uh, through facilitation and training to, to make their employees or to make their managers uh, achieve something uh, yeah. without actually being at it very seriously like we are used to. Yeah, the idea is helping team really working together in a better way with more collaboration and creativity. creativity. Uh, in this way, they can um, just have a better uh, working life. And on top of this, uh, we train soft skills. So the idea is that we help people in teams to work together or to also to face change and to have creative solution in case they have to innovate because they don't have a solution for the new situation. So this is basically what I do. And I do it with the playful activities because play is one of the best way of learning. We do it a lot when we are a, um, a child and then we forget it or we do board games. In my case, I make the difference between serious game and serious play. And I use um, specific, uh, in a specific way serious play because um, uh, it's not a question of uh, a structure game, for instance, something like a Monopoly or a something structural like this. It's more simple activity, sometimes body activities between people, just to understand, to perceive the dynamics of the group and improve and explore a better and more effective way of uh, working together. This is the purpose. All right, so actually there is a difference between the game and the play and, uh, and, and you are uh, in, engaging the elements of play into the serious conversation that the, the companies are supposed to be having. All right, and uh, I hear from you that it's, uh, it's a training and facilitation, so it has a lot to do with people and being together in one room and interacting, engaging. Uh, so how did the lockdown affect it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, well, a lockdown was uh, a sudden and a critical change for me because, as you said, we, I used to do basically a face-to-face -face workshop with people in the same room. And actually, with the lockdown, we were not able anymore. Fortunately, I have a small part of my activity, which is uh, um, helping managers to face with um, remote teams. 
And uh, what I did uh, um, is just improving this part of my activity and just uh, um, diverging also, not just in managing at this a distance, but also in uh, building collaborative activities and creative uh, workshop a distance. With the, we have a lot of tools today to do this. So I just changed the focus of my activity from face-to-face -to, -face to remote workshops. At the beginning, it was a little bit surprising because I have to say that the, the, the feeling when you see that people is uh, people concealing your, uh, your 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 workshop is a little bit um, uh, scaring. But then it took me a while. It took me one month of uh, redesigning my workshop and improving the workshop uh, in a remote mode I already had. And uh, and I have to say that now I, I feel much more confident uh, about uh, about um, just in case another i don't hope so but just in case another crisis comes uh, i know that they can also do remote workshops in an effective way and how many workshops did you do remotely because uh, that that seems fairly new and uh, did you have a chance to to try them and perfect them and how early is it in its journey yeah, well, I'm quite experienced in remote working because I've been working a 100% remote mode for uh, almost five years. And um, and my work was managing teams at distance. So I know how to mobilize, mobilize people at distance. I just transformed this experience in workshop. And then uh, now I've been training during two months uh, during the lockdown. And uh, I would say at least three to four times uh, a week, which is uh, which is quite huge for the for the moment, and uh, and when I say workshop, it's uh, you have to consider a session of three hours, which means uh, uh, three times forty-five minutes or two times one hour and a half. So I feel uh, I feel quite experienced in the in the, in the activity. I, I can manage a team, and I can manage a workshop with a team uh, quite easily at, at present. That's unusual to hear because uh, most uh, most often I hear that uh, facilitation online is a big challenge and it's yeah. not the same and uh, it's difficult. But sounds like you really had a lot of chances to practice and and find your way in it. And uh, um, given your experience in remote working and remote working with teams especially, uh, it it must be. Um, an interesting experience to to be in one of your workshops so i would i would uh, like to participate if there's gonna be an opportunity but tell me um uh, so you've been busy during the lockdown with developing the remote uh trainings and workshops right yeah it's the case i've been very busy about this and uh, and also because there was a demand uh at first the demand was basically uh from manager who need to be trained in uh, how, we how we we deal with teams in a remote mode, we are not customer two, we are sometimes not equipped for, so uh, we manage. And so, I already um, had in my catalog uh, uh, a training about how to manage an online team online and how to manage remote teams. So, this was not new. What changed for me is that I thought that I had to do basically trainings online, and in the end. I also, the facilitation part is uh, is uh, is quite good, and uh, and there is a demand for this. Also, because I have to say that most of my customers are international companies. Some of my customers, at least, are international companies, and uh, they used to have meetings somewhere, 
and uh, so they had a lot of traveling costs and, and things like that. And with um, the care that now we have for the environment and also for reducing costs, and of course the the crisis, the coronavirus, the, the pandemic uh, situation, um, companies are um, becoming aware that we can also uh, focus the essential for face-to-face -face meeting, especially when we have to build the team. But then there are a lot of things that we can do in remote mode, including collaborating, making decisions, uh, imagining new scenarios for the future and things like that. So also strategic um, meeting can be can be can occur in a, in a remote mode. So the lockdown basically um, enabled uh, the people's uh, appreciation of the of the virtual uh, collaboration and I heard that many people indeed uh, opened up their horizons to it even even if before they were reluctant to use it now yeah. the teams and uh, the facilitators and the people who never called anyone on video are doing all of that and yeah. this series so that's pretty exciting yeah tell me since you mentioned the customers uh, have you had any time to get in touch with the customers that you were not um, working for in the meantime? Um, yeah, I had some contacts because we have been thinking about restructuring what we were supposed to do in a face-to-face -face way in a different way. Uh, with some of them, we just postponed some uh, trainings or workshops. With others, we decided to, to, to try the um, online way. I have to say that since I'm a customer on the remote mode, it's it's okay for me. But from the customer side, it was it was pretty new. So as you said, there was a lot of resistance. And uh, of course, when they see that um, there is a, a result after an online workshop, then they start to see the other value of working this way. So I can say that I've been in touch less than uh, than uh, than before. For some customers, I've been in touch even more. <laughs> by email or with online meeting. I have to say that at the beginning of the lockdown, as you said, a lot of people just uh, feel excited in uh, doing um, online meeting uh, on Zoom or other other applications. So everybody wanted to meet you online. That's <laughs> a very easy agenda. And then of course, people get accustomed. So uh, from my side, I have uh, a benefit from uh, this online situation which means that from one side I could develop new things with my customer on, aligned with my, my, my value proposition and aligned with their needs. And then on the other side, I've been in touch with uh, an international community of facilitators. First of all, for instance, the Lego Series Play One, but also other contacts, which is a huge panel of uh, very brilliant uh, consultants from all over the world. And because of the pandemic situation and the lockdown, we, in some way, it was quite normal to get in touch with people all over the world, while, while in normal time, it's not that evident. So I had this improvement, uh, and this helped me to share opinions, vision, and facilitation techniques with people from all over the world, get inspired. I hope give inspiration as well, but in any case, I had a lot of models to take and to share with my customers. So, in some way, even if the situation was not a very nice one, um, in some way, we had a lot of improvement uh, 
for me and for the customers as well. The I guess, hybrid. yeah, I guess it was easier um, given uh, your experience with the remote working and that you already had a sort of a proposition in the remote, uh, the right. remote working for companies or for teams or for something. So you were already in, in, on the move and that just pushed people to accept it more. So in that sense, indeed, it was a, it was a good change. Um, so the lockdown did have some positive effect. And like you said, maybe this interview also inspires some people who watch it. Who watch it. Tell me what are your plans for the next few months? So you've been very busy. Uh, you already have clients uh, that are demanding your services on the remote workshops, facilitation, and so, etc. And how does the future look for Plan B for the next few months? Yeah, I think. Um, well, it's hard to say because one of the one of my favorite activities um, uh, work is a workshop with the, in which we imagine future scenarios, and uh, I know very well that. The, you can plan something and then uh, something uh, you haven't planned occur and then you have to change everything. <laughs> but in any case, what I see in the coming months is um, for me, it's um, of course, uh, I'd love to, to find myself again in the face-to-face -face -face workshop because I think these face-to-face -face moments are essential uh, for, for, the, for the teams, first of all. And... Um, and there is, uh, there is uh, the pleasure of being together and you know, interacting in a face-to-face in a -face mode and also the physical uh, action in a, in a place which is important. While when you are in a remote mode, you are sitting in front of a video. So it's not the same experience. And for instance, I would love to start as soon as possible. I already have some uh, in September. I would like to start again to make a Lego series place workshop when we use hands and we use uh, the Lego bricks to build uh, future scenarios, strategy and so on. So I plan and I already have some um, workshop scheduled. But what I've learned is that the workshop online are effective and they can help teams that cannot afford to move from where they are, especially when you are sitting in different countries. And, uh, and working together effecti effectively, not only by sharing information, but by building strategy, building visions and things like that, being in a collaborative and creative way. So I think if before the activity was 2080s and 80s was the face-to-face workshop, I will try to find a sort of balance. And I think 50-50 is not that bad. Also because I'm working between Paris and Milan, so Italy and France, because I'm, I'm, I'm living in France, but I'm Italian, and I want to keep this, uh, this bridge between the two countries. And uh, so for me, it's important to be, to be able to continue, to continue the relationship with people I met in Italy, even if I'm sitting in Paris. So I think I will improve the bridge in a more a virtual than a face-to-face -face, uh, way, even if the face-to-face -face workshops are radically important for me. Well, I hope that very soon we will be able to have those face-to-face -face workshops. Is there anything that you learned from the lockdown, some, a, one, a short one learning that, that sort of helped you through the time? Well, um, I would say one word is resilience. <laughs> And during the lockdown, yet no, well, the the 
best way to face lockdown situation was just to be resilient, be accepting the situation and try to find the opportunity in the, even in the situation which was not a positive one in, in a global term. So resilience is a key word for me. And I have to say that, for instance, I've been changing my, my offer, my, my, the kind of workshop, working more with this world behind uh, in, in my mind, which means that now I focus more on uh, helping teams develop, developing the way they can innovate and taking opportunities from a critical situation. So I expect crisis will come again for in, in a different form and different kind of crisis. So I think it's important to learn resilience and accept that any, every, that things don't go the way we planned, but we can, with our creativity, shift and pivot according to what happens and readjust if just uh, we just need to be resilient and in a resilience mood and um, and to be confident in some way in our creativity. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nadia. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Julia. And thank you to everyone who joined us today. The details of Nadia will be in the description below. So if you want to get in touch with her, I encourage you to do so. I invite you to like this video, share it with your friends, subscribe to our channel and leave the comments of what did you like about this video? What else do you want to, get, uh, to know? In the coming weeks, we're going to have many more videos to share with you. So stay tuned and bye.